0: Welcome to Gu Dao Jinxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into Daoist texts to uncover their timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist, and I'm joined by my co host, David Wong, an executive coach. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing today? Doing great. How about you? Not too shabby. I know today I, I was excited because our theme is the the second character in Tao Te Ching, and we're going to talk about that word duh, and its literal translation is, is virtue, but it's not that, that simple, and so I'm excited today to talk with you about that character, that word, it, its history, and and maybe how it can still play a role in our in our lives today.
1: I'm excited about that too. Uh, that the is not only a very important uh, concept uh, in Tao Te Ching and the Taoist uh, philosophy, but also um, it's a very very old and uh, important. Uh, idea in chinese traditional thinking so yeah i look forward to talking with you about it great well i i don't have any
0: um thing other than just kind of jumping into the our discussion today so um maybe just to give us a little bit of a um a a transition into where duh comes from since we're really what we're talking about is a a value or or ethics, talk about the current state of the world, kind of um, global values, maybe globalist values, since we live in a globalized Mm -hmm. world, and I'd like to get your perspective first on what does modern culture value? I mean, we're going to talk about the, the value and ethics of duh. I think it's really important to first frame our discussion around what are the dominant values in today's society? What what do you think really guides people? And I know we're in, in this regard, we're we're trying to talk about not things on an individual basis, but more broadly, what are some broader patterns, some broader... Um, you know, if if we were going to just try to extract based upon what we see in the world, how we see things oper- operate, really, like the operations of humanity in today's society, what values do you see? Like what values do you think are, are really driving people in 2022?
1: Right. If I have to use one word, to describe the current uh, state of our culture, I would use something like confusing and chaotic, mm. um, because, you know, based on my observation and uh, you know personal experience of life, I see that, you know, a lot of the traditional values are still talked about. Or invoked in different speeches and mm-hmm. writings, but at the same time, when you watch people's behaviors, I feel like if there's one thing that dominates uh, what people value is this notion of, you know, individualism mm. or individual having the freedom to, you know. To pursue their desires or you know whatever you call it Mm -hmm. you know winning or successes status Mm -hmm. you know around that
0: being an influencer being this yeah yeah really, really colorful individual personality that attracts people and draws people this like but but it's it's all within it's not about me and relationship to other people i i'm the source of everything i'm the influencer and and i because of my individualism and how refined it is i'm able to influence other people and get them to be like me
1: yeah 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 Uh, that doesn't say that uh you know in traditional society those impulses you know didn't exist Mm -hmm. uh i think uh to some extent what i see what remains, uh, you know, constant is um, this, let's say, this simple desire to be respected. You yeah. know, it, it, you read, you know, um, you know the history and you find people desire respect from others as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference might be uh, nowadays, uh, in order to get that respect, we have a certain belief that, if we have power mm. or status or wealth, mm-hmm. then we are more respected by others. While in the past, maybe, you know, in order to gain the respect of others, you have to respect others first. Mm. So the pathways to getting maybe the same thing, which is part of human nature, you know, also kind of feels like a difference well if if i'm hearing you right
0: it's like maybe there's a little bit of a shift where the respect in the past was more about a mutual respect that we all i want to belong in this society i want to i want the people in my community to find me acceptable and there was the Mm in this mutual two-way direction where the modern way if i'm understanding what you're saying it feels a little more one directional like I want people to respect me, and it kind of ends there.
1: Yeah, I think the still nowadays, I think that principle of reciprocity still works at some level. I think you know people in you know it's about Hmm. give and take, but I would say the tendency is moving more toward trying to break away from that sense of uh, interdependence. It's like, you know, I want to dominate, you know, I want to win so that, you know, I'm at a, you know, a greater competitive advantage than you either fear me or respect me or admire me or adore me. So that's the sentiment. I I mean,
0: the only thing I can think of right now is Donald Trump as you're talking.
1: Well, Donald Trump is a, I I guess, is a symbol to a lot of people. So we are, you know, I, I would even like argue that, you know, in us, in every one of us, maybe there's a mini Donald Trump somewhere. For sure. Yeah, and I
0: think that's important to recognize that psychologically what people like to do, and I think why Donald Trump is such a attractive target, is we like to split off the parts of ourselves that we don't like, and yep. project them onto someone else so that we don't have to deal with them. And with him, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm not petty. I'm not vain. I'm not narcissistic. Donald Trump is. And that's all hate, hate him because we're not like
1: that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's this rich uh, ground mm-hmm. that bring forth somebody like Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have been acceptable in a culture that didn't have the qualities that ours have.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, and so you know, let's get into this idea more of of individual freedom because I think you know the the thing to point out that seems to be pretty ironic is that in it seems like we have in the midst of this huge push for people to feel like they have this individual freedom more conformity than we ever have had that, you know, yeah, there's two major political parties, but it seems like the conformity within those political parties is greater than it's ever been. Like, you know, there's no like, like people, like Liz Cheney who didn't just conform to her party and mm-hmm. and do the things that were obviously wrong. I mean, like to 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 not denounce what happened on January 6th and play it off as mm-hmm. you know somehow acceptable and to keep spreading the lies that the election was um, rigged that you know Conformity has never been more prevalent. And, and you know, I think it's the same thing within the Democratic Party. I mean, you you there's certainly lots of forbidden things within the Democratic Party opinions that you would never dare express, even if they're reasonable opinions, just because for fear of standing out, you know, like so. And and even within society itself we can see in the midst of all this desire for individual freedom people pretty much do the same thing right like go to school go to college get a degree get married have kids buy a house get a mortgage buy a car buy the things that are marketed retire die like it's the same kind of pattern over and over again people think through the lens of a very very Tiny window that's been presented by the two political parties, which represents the tiniest of slivers of ways of conceptualizing the world. And so there's this huge irony. We, we all are craving this individual freedom, but we're part of this giant conformist society.
1: Exactly. I, th- I think the irony is probably the right word. To describe this situation, you know, personally, you know, I have this mixed feelings toward, you know, almost like love and hatred uh, feelings toward uh, individual freedom, because I do feel like, you know, just based on reading of history, that you know we were able to free ourselves from a lot of the external. Forces so that you know individuals are feel like they can make um, you know they can take more risks. Uh, again, it's it's like a lot of the um, initiatives or um, initiatives or or cre- maybe creative ideas are like a dynamic. It just makes the society more dynamic as opposed to the old traditional like hierarchical society. Yeah. but but that's that's the kind of the love part. you know there's yeah. see, feels like more autonomy, like you can pursue your own things. But as you said, but also at the same time, at the at a deeper level, you feel, well, This kind of thing brings to something else, like maybe a deeper sense of meaning, but you don't feel like, you you feel like sometimes this individualism is so hollow Mm -hmm. and empty. Mm -hmm. And and also it makes you restless because constantly you don't feel like ever take a break or a rest because you have to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's this anxiety or cravings to pursue more anxiety about not having more yeah not having enough
0: and just the so anxiety that, keeping that that identity uh like relevant
1: yeah yeah exactly so is that just the kind of a the paradox we live in um i feel like something is wrong there but i don't quite cannot uh pinpoint uh what the, exactly what the, the issue is it's just like a personal feeling and experiences. So that kind of mm-hmm. triggered the interest of to go back in history mm-hmm. to understand, you know, what people uh, in the past thought about through this lens of de.
0: Yeah, I think that would be, I, I think we'll probably want to come back to modern culture, but but let's go back in time and let's, let's talk about de, which... You know, we're, we're, it's a complex word. It has, in in a simple translation, we would call it virtue, but that's obviously also very ambiguous and and abstract. Right. So, first, I'm wondering if if you could give us maybe a a timeline of duh, you know, where what's the in the hi- historical record? Where do you kind of notice that it, it comes forth and and how did it evolve I'd, I'd like to understand more of what what you have uncovered
1: yeah yeah you know the um the two philosophies that really shaped uh, traditional uh you know Chinese way of thinking are confucianism and Taoism. and uh, this notion of the you know we know you know part of the Jing, the du, you know, is uh, um, it you know, it is a one big part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But th- this notion or this um, idea of the actually came or emerged long before Laozi and Confucius. Mm. Laozi and Confucius, they pretty much live in the same t- time period uh, in China is called in Chinese history is called spring and autumn period, mm. you know, it's about, you know, 15, 5th, uh, fifth, 5th uh, fifth and 6th uh, century BC. Mm-hmm. Um, so way beyond that, I would say, you know, if you, you know, people, scholars study this um, ideo- ideogram or the Chinese writing of mm-hmm. this character of the, uh, some were uh, claim that they found it in the oracle, the or- oracle bones, mm-hmm. you know people use, you know, for, you know, telling their fortune, you know, predict the future. And um, so that's how it started. So if you, you know, yeah, use that time,
0: yeah, that the old I that one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you use that time, that was during the time maybe like the, uh, you know, Shang Dynasty, mm. uh, which lasted for about... Almost like uh, six hundred years, mm-hmm. uh wow. around the 16, 1600 BCE to wow. you know ten forty six CE. So so during that time, the the people you 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 found a lot of the or, oracle bones, and on it there was this character they found, which is kind of uh, similar but also different mm-hmm. uh, to the modernize the uh, Chinese character to
0: cool what did it really look, what did it, this old, what, what this oldest character what did it look like
1: it looks like it's a combination of um you know um I would say the crossroads like intersections of a w- roads mm-hmm. like a path oh and the other part is the the eye but looking straight oh wow so, yeah so people decipher people say well that means, like, you know, you, you you look straight, you walk straight, and uh, you kind of follow the, then the derived meaning maybe is like, um, you know, you uh, follow your true path or mm-hmm. something like that.
0: It almost sounds like in- insight, too, like the, the insight to be able to see where to walk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the beginning. But eventually, uh, people added a heart. Like our human heart, mm. uh, because this notion of mind-heart uh, notion in the Chinese philosophy, Xin, is also important. Mm-hmm. So they added Xin to that character. So you now nowadays you see when you see the modernized mm-hmm. De, you see Xin in on the right mm-hmm. r- lower right corner of that character.
0: And so to to really paint the picture on, on the left, the most kind of significant part of the character, the the kind of fundamental part of the character is the path. Yeah. And then there's this other half of the character. It has an upper and lower, and it's essentially the character for heart and the character for eye. And they combine together to create one symbol for duh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think in that duh you can see there's the outer conduct. Mm. There's also the inner, uh, you know, the, the inner part of it. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, those two things kind of inside and outside, the inner and outer work together. And also maybe uh, because this path or actually uh, you see the original character, uh, there's a vertical, straight vertical line above the eye. Mm -hmm. So some scholars say, you know, maybe it's kind of the, you know, it connects to God Mm -hmm. or to heaven, Mm -hmm. or it connects to whatever people, you know, that group agreed upon. So everybody just uh, conforms to that. Mm -hmm. So no matter of what, uh, when you think about it, it's like, okay, okay. Maybe a metaphor would be like the, in the Christianity, there's no, this notion of sin. Uh, so the Greek word for sin is missing the mark. Mm. So you miss mm. the mark. So the Chinese version of it is so you fall, you walk straight, you follow straight. Mm. So there seems to be like some kind of way there, either maybe Laozu later on developed in that in a heavenly way. And while Confucians, you know, emphasize the so, so, social order, mm-hmm. the society, whatever it is, there seems to be an order. Uh, I, I hesitate to use a standard because that makes it very rigid and straight, yeah. you know, straightforward. But no matter what, um, uh, you follow something versus like go straight. Like you know, sin is missing the mark, mm-hmm. right? So in the Chinese way of thinking of du is you follow the working of something, something maybe something larger. Okay.
0: And so we we can see that there's this relationship then to being a human and and living, and it it's supposed to be beneficial that it's 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 if not yeah. ideal, aiming for an ideal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think another very interesting dimension is so uh, we talked about the origin, like the Shang dynasty. So right after Shang dynasty, there's a, even a longer dynasty called Zhou. Mm-hmm. Zhou lasted for Zhou dynasty lasted for 800 years. Wow. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that Zhou, uh, uh, the Zhou Min, uh, Zhou dynasty created, is to draw a connection between. A dynasty's fortune with this de mm. Because the Shang dynasty, which you know had already had a long, mm. long you know, long dynasty, which is 600 years, uh, the last king of that dynasty believed that the mandate of heaven belongs to him. Mm-hmm. So, but then, you know, of course, you know, Zhou dynasty took over, but Zhou Dynasty tried to, you know, rationalize or un- create mm-hmm. a theory saying that mm-hmm. the re- the mandate of heaven is uh, heaven is not fixed, mm-hmm. doesn't be uh, 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 like God doesn't always favor you know this family.
0: It's not tied to uh, a flag or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is through the cultivation or the uh, uh, the acquisition of the mm-hmm. that. The will of God, or mm-hmm. because Shang Dynasty at that time during that period of time really was worshiping God, maybe gods, uh, in a personal way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later on, that you know, as China Chinese society evolved, it get, it got more secularized, but not secular, maybe humanized. I would say because secularized has another connotation, but the emphasis is. You know, when you compare different civilizations, some society, you know, they like, um, how to say, they move away from worshiping God to building up the human world.
0: Yeah. And, and obviously, um, China has lots of religion, even though it's a, a, a secular society. I mean, if you go to China, there's, temples every, everywhere i mean they're yeah
1: yeah 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 there's, yeah,
0: there's yeah. clearly a religious element to chinese society
1: yeah yeah but the thinkers but i think the thinkers the main thinkers try to awaken try to connect uh try to deeper i would say depersonalize mm-hmm. god yeah uh, from that early period mm-hmm. and connect the human society and maintain the sacredness or the reverence to that God, but put it into the same you know, the secular society.
0: Yeah. And and I think that's the the key thing is that it's it's more what you're talking about, that relationship between what's virtuous or heavenly with with a people and not just with a, an individual relationship necessarily with with that.
1: Uh, with the people at first, I would say, uh, can you clarify your like uh, the, the people versus individuals?
0: Let's well, you were talking about the the Joe Dynasty and how yep. what kind of the significant thing that happened during that period of time that the the mandate of heaven got tied to sort of the performance of society how how is our how virtuous is our society and depending upon how well we're doing with being um full of duh that's going to determine how well our our dynasty does our society does
1: right right I would say maybe uh, that emphasis was put on the ruler first. Okay. Uh, on the 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 I would say the societal mm. elites at that time, uh, okay. because they are the one who hold the power. Mm. So they tried to build a case that I mean at that time there was no checks and balances like right. something like the United States. Yeah. So how do you uh, how do you put a constraint on the rulers? like all humans who are maybe in a better position to pursue their desires they they there's a more temptation to go more extreme Mm -hmm. so that bring their down downfall Mm -hmm. so during that time there's this notion Mm -hmm. like rule through virtues Mm -hmm. emphasized by the Zhou dynasty so Confucius kind of took that or uh, didn't really like he he didn't say he Confucius himself said, I didn't innovate anything, mm-hmm. I didn't invent anything. Mm-hmm. I basically took the, the the tradition of the Zhou Dynasty and tried to apply it to the chaotic world at that time. He formalized it. Yeah, yeah, he formalized it. Early on, I think this uh, person called Zhou Gong, Zhou, he, he was part of the Zhou Dynasty, but he never he was helping the little the, the 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 young king because his brother died, but he never, you know, people. Some people speculate he had he was ambitious to want to become the king, but he kinda he kind of restrained himself. He used the wisdom to cultivate in the young king, you know, all these virtues because through virtues he reminded him the reason the dynasty of Shang dynasty. You know, fell was lack of virtue, and then the mandate of have, heaven was taken away from them.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing just painfully inside because you know I can see then, based upon what you're saying, that the notion of ruling by virtue was so important because people recognize that when there's unchecked power, people can do some horrible things. Yeah. And yes. so we have to create a culture where rulers feel a genuine need to be responsible, and and how do you make them responsible through this notion of of virtue and ruling virtuously? And I'm and I'm laughing just because in our society I feel like there's all this intense pressure put on each individual. You know, you have to think perfectly and speak perfectly and not rock the boat and not say anything like you have to live this perfectly virtuous life while simultaneously we see that the people at the top are doing whatever they want and the people who should be the ones that are beholden to this notion of virtue Kind of look at it as something for the little people. You know, we live by our own rules. It's it's the little people that need to live virtuously.
1: See, that's interesting. That also that same dynamic happen uh, had a tendency to happen in the Chinese so uh, in the Chinese traditional society. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, I think so. Uh, go back to you know that virtue start with the powerful, right? Yeah. From the powerful, then. According to Zhou Gong and then later Confucius, an ideal society will be then those leaders. They lead by example, yeah. so they should role model. But through education, then gradually the whole society, the individuals in those society, they start to grow more virtual. Because mm-hmm. um, I think you know maybe it's uh, in. Uh, maybe the unspoken thing during that time was, uh, first of all, the people at the top, because of the temptation is stronger, so they should start, right? Usually they, they, they are at the very um, uh, more pivotal uh, position. Mm-hmm. But then from that tip of the pyramid, then everybody will emulate. Yeah. Um. But later on, you can see that um, the Confucius virtues were turned into a way to to tame people, to make other people, the people, lower society. But then at the very top, during some period of history, the people, they are they, re, they really use abuse that power, indulge themselves, yeah. and then they bring their downfall. And then the early founders of the dynasty will learn from it, mm-hmm. and they start to become virtuous again. Mm-hmm. So that cycle went on and on for thousands of years in China.
0: And so we, we can see then how what gave rise to virtue, which it, it really is about leadership, and I think Lao Tzu's book um, really map tr- tracks that because it, 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 mm-hmm. it really is a book about being a, a, a virtuous leader. I mean, sure, mm-hmm. there, like there's lots of things in Dao De Jing that a you know, mm-hmm. little guy can gain from, but ultimately it's about how to be a virtuous leader. And so we can see the importance of that because then society is going to emulate they're going to look and see, well, what are our leaders doing? Nothing's changed. We still look and see what our leaders are doing. And it's no wonder that the country's in the state that it's in, because there is that we can see where, where we are in that cycle. We're in the, the corrupted declining side of that cycle cycle, you know, and again, when you look at the two dominant parties, it's so obvious things like, you know, Nancy Pelosi wanting to make sure that um, people in Congress can trade stocks on all the information that they have and how she's enriched herself by having that insider information and things like, you know, her husband getting a DUI that just kind of like magically disappears in the background. And, you know, the the corruption is pervasive across both political parties in this country, and, and that virtue for leaders is gone, and now it's just the, yeah, virtue is something to weaken and control the citizenry, and in the meanwhile, we're just going to enrich ourselves and do whatever we want.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you look at the early history of this country, you know, starting from Puritanism, and also the Founding Fathers. Like take uh, Benjamin Franklin, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, he created a list of 13 virtues, including humility, and uh, really self-examining himself and give himself a score Mm -hmm. every day to see if if he lived out of this virtue. I mean, from this story, you can tell that that was the foundation. You know, when a, a group or a nation... Um, I think they rise for a reason. You know, the reason the yeah. Zhou dynasty, um, Zhou dynasty lasted for 800 years, there was a reason for it, and also why American, among all the nations, uh, you know, beca- became at that time uh, truly, uh, you know, the city on the hill. I think there's a reason, but it's not. The, uh, I, I think the civilization, the the country, the nation, the culture went through that. You know, founding and growth and maybe decline and decay, uh, you know, in a cyclical way. Mm-hmm. If you use a you know human history mm-hmm. as a reference point.
0: Yeah, there's um, a book out called I forget the exact title, but it's essentially how empires rise and fall, and it tracks all of those cycles and it's you can see how um there there is a pattern to to this and and 800 years of the joe dynasty would be a very long time i think the average length of time is like two two to 400 years is pretty yeah yeah typical which you know the u.s is already um well into that cycle and and clearly already you know, declining and probably declining much faster than what people want to admit. And so much of it is tied to virtues, not in a way that we would probably think about it, but a lot of it has to do with educating people. And I think when you think about education in a real robust way, not just teaching people how to be bureaucrats and technicians which is all that we're doing with education these days it seems like um but actually the type of education that that teaches people about being a virtuous human i mean that is what's tied to a lot of these societies rise is how much they're investing in the young
1: yeah yeah i think the uh, you know people and people have started by having faith in it. I see two extremes in our world today. One is like the try to try to become a amoral society. In other words, don't tell me about this. Let's talk about the technicality of yeah. things. You know, technology, science, and everything. The uh, data. It's all, yeah, no feelings. No right. feelings.
0: It's all Just the, the data. data. The data is all that yeah. matters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so that's one extreme. The other extreme is to continue to talk about those uh, uh, human traits, you know, the virtues, uh, but other people see, they talk it in a more uh, hypocritical way. Mm-hmm. So in other words, there's no match between actions and words. Yep. So then that's where the conundrum we're in. So we are humans, but we try to pretend to create a society which is more mechanical and technological, mm-hmm. And also, we are human. We are searched for meanings. And then, when you look at the old meanings, you see people don't really live them out. They just talked the talked about it. Mm-hmm. So I see kind of that's the, the 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 situation we are we are in. Are we going to uh, continue to have a bigger gap between the action and words, or are we just like say denying? the human need for meaning and to say and and just continue to move toward more technological driven society. Yeah, I think you That's an illusion too. I
0: think that's <laughs> an illusion too. Yeah, they're all illu- I mean everything's an illusion ultimately, but we're talking about what kind facilitates vitality and what kind is is nihilistic. Yeah. The the data driven one is nihilistic and I think that's why we've ended up with people where the only thing that matters is the data. How how many followers do I have? How many likes did I get? Yeah. Whatever yeah, the means yeah. are to get that doesn't matter. If I can go and do like, that's why there's people out there doing things like eating 10,000 calories a day and becoming yeah. morbidly obese because there's 3 million people that will subscribe to their channel to watch them humiliate themselves and do this horrible thing to themselves and there's someone out there willing to do it because the data oh that number three million followers whatever i do to do that that's all that matters
1: so yeah that's 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 kind of a interesting because when you think about it if we don't care about the means uh Mm -hmm. then the ends really don't have meaning don't you think yep
0: and that's the amoral world of people generally use the word capitalism. I think there's a lot more nuance to that word than mm-hmm. what, what people, um, how they use it and, and um, just colloquially. But really what we're talking about is where profit, amoral profit is what drives the society. And that is what America
1: and And I think the rest of the world are under that influence, too. Exactly. You know, that we're we're, we're, um, moving towards. Yeah, that's what
0: globalization has done now. It's amoral profit is what matters. If there is any virtue, it's only to manage the perceptions of society so that they don't revolt and resort to overthrowing
1: the system. See, in other words— yeah, we are kind of losing the substance or the meaning yeah. of of virt- virtues we've talked about. And, and and more and more, I think, really, this uh, de, or, you know, again, using the word of virtue mm-hmm. as a proxy, mm-hmm. yeah. determines our su- survival, I think. Because it, when you trace the history, you, you, you trace the history of the you know, it has a lot to do, you know, the survival of a dynasty. Has a lot to do with
0: it. Yeah, it's it's intense. Like my, I got goosebumps when you were talking about it because it's it's literally tied to the success of a society or not. And societies where where virtue isn't used the way that, I mean, this is the wisdom that we're talking about. The pe- people witnessed this over and over again, and they realized what was necessary. You have to have virtuous leadership, and without that. There's collapse
1: yeah 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 so you mentioned early on that through education uh, I would uh, I would, uh, to that point I would I would want to add that education means more role modeling right it's not just words no. and brainwashing yeah, it's not uh, I would I would also add some Taoist spirit to it because uh, you know later on as this De evolved in China you start to see that sometimes the Taoist philosophers they start to cri- criticize the Confucianism because yeah. Confucianism seem to you know, start to make it into like duties, yeah. like uh, precepts like you have to follow, mm-hmm. which um, create both rigidity. Originally, I don't think maybe the intent of uh, intent of um, um, uh, Confucius was not that. Uh, making it that way, Mm -hmm. just like Jesus Christ ideas, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, was made to love people, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, many of the followers, they start to create different schools of thoughts, you know, claiming they're the students. Uh, And then they start to make it even more, like, more rigid. Like, what do you need to do to be a a virtuous person, right? So that's one stage. The next stage was, let's say, the state, the Han Dynasty, uh, after the qing dynasty which mm-hmm. was very barbarian the han dynasty later on tried to say okay forget about the other uh, 100 you know schools of thought let's mm-hmm. use confucianism as a you know state ideology mm-hmm. and then later on they say oh let's do some kind of select our, our officials based on the entrance exams oh, based oh. on the literature. all these kind of institut- institutionalization of the idea, or in other way, like of um, codify it, yeah. um, actually produce uh, a lot of the bad consequences. Hypocrisy is one of them mm-hmm. because you don't have to be a virtuous person; you just can pass the exam or talked about talk the yeah. all the sweet talked about
0: it. Put on the performance, perform.
1: Yeah, put on the performance, yeah. and then then people. Of every kinds, they start to game the system. So that's where Taoists came in and say, "De" is in both uh, Laozi and Zhuangzi. Later, uh, has a different meaning. Uh, they they try to take out the uh, ethical aspect mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and emphasize that. So what is de? To them, it seems like it's really like in accordance with Tao, not the heavenly way versus the human way. And then you start to have a lot of references of de, let's say in Zhuangzi, really meaning the true nature of something, of a being. Mm -hmm. Because only when you return to that true nature, the untainted untainted habits of a society, you know, you can free yourself from that distortion and return to sincerity.
0: Exactly. The, the, the times when I really feel like, um, you know, remembering how many inspiring things Jesus did say, mm-hmm. but then look mm-hmm. at the result of 2,000 years of state corruption, church corruption, yeah, and just the total destruction of the the spirit of, of Jesus. Yep. I will go back in the, and online I'll, I'll just look up like the gospels and just try to look at, okay, the actual quotes of Jesus and what Jesus said, because that's what we're talking about. Like that's, that's yeah. good to the spirit of virtue because the human heart is corrupt the systems that the human heart creates become corrupt because that's the nature of what happens yep and and so any codified thing is automatically dead and is going to deaden whatever that original spirit is and so that's what we're talking about within taoism and the dove taoism it it's a spirit it's an experiential way of being in the world. It's not... Real. It's
1: a life force. It's a, right? life, it's a force. life force. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I think, um you know, I think it's interesting to talk about the... Because every time, you know, this in modern society, when you start to talk about virtual because of that historical baggage, mm-hmm. you know, someone will say, oh, you know, like take the phrase like virtual signaling, for example. Yeah, exactly. It's empty. So it, it makes it's harder to have that vocabulary that people say oh yeah that can resonate with people the first thing you you mentioned like oh to be a virtuous person you know are you talking about like Mm. you know almost like you are living in an old age or something like Mm. a a victorian time or something right yeah it's
0: it's this quaint thing that old-timey people used to care about but we're so advanced and technological now and we have data who needs that stuff
1: yeah. 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 But ironically, we need more than ever. Yeah, completely.
0: We need less data and more virtue. So can we talk about that? Can we talk about um, what's practical? What's practical virtue in 2022? How do we talk about it without people looking at us as if we're out of
1: touch? Right. 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 Um The first thing, you know, like uh, then, you know, uh, let me just uh, bring us back a little bit uh, historically again about when people start to understand what this is, you know, they do start to itemize it because Mm -hmm. otherwise they all talk in that abstract. Right. So then you start to see a lot of the list, different lists coming, uh, coming up in the Chinese classics, Mm -hmm. like the virtual items. It's like courage, or um, or uh, or uh, loving kindness, mm. or loyalty, or things like that. You find the different combinations, all in different ways. But uh, what I sense early on, I saw early on uh, during before Confucius came along and bringing ren and yi. Mm. That's the major uh, virtual item. Ren, the benevolence, a I mean? yeah. uh, benevolence or yeah. loving kindness. Yeah. Uh, is the central one. It's almost like it covers everything like almost like in Christianity yeah. nowadays love. Yeah, you know, what is love, it, love yeah. embraces everything. Okay, but uh, Earlier than that, you you know what items were kind of mentioned a lot even more.
0: I would love to know
1: Zhong and Xin mm. Zhong and Xin Belief, so, belief. Uh, yeah Zhong and Xin, like, mm-hmm. this these two words is kind of interesting to me, and I try to dig a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. what they original mean. Because Zhong nowadays is about simply about loyalty. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Xin is like a trust, like trust, mm-hmm. Xing, Xin, yep. xin yep. Xing Ren. Yep. But when you trace to the original meaning of it, Zhong is more of something. If you say something, it's from your heart. You don't, you mean what you say, you say what you mean. So that's. Yeah. In,
0: in psychotherapy, we would call that fidelity. That
1: oh, fide- fidelity.
0: Just, just like when you're talking about audio signals, like the high fidelity. Oh, I see. Yeah. The recording matches the real experience.
1: Yes. Yes. So in the people's notion that what comes from your mouth should match with what you're from your heart. Wow. So that's. Don't. And the sheen is more like a external behavior, like what you take action on needs to match your words. Mm. So keep your promise. If you say something, you've got to deliver it.
0: Wow, boy, that, that's not how the world works these days, is it? It's not,
1: it's not. I think that's why Chinese civilization declined because, uh, you know, uh, I'm not talking about uh, you know the 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 contemporary period. You know, like say since the Cultural Revolution, everything there's a further decline yeah. of the morals among the Chinese people yeah. because they, pers- they 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 hate each other. They pursue they per you know prosecute each other mm-hmm. you know for political reasons. Yeah. So that's left a scar in the Chinese society that nowadays you know people don't. It's really a low trust of society.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially between, from way I understand it, just from the people that I talk with, they're um, young people, between the companies and the citizens, because the companies lie to their employees con- constantly and manipulate yeah, them yeah. constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's the nowadays. I would say even uh, throughout uh the Chinese uh, Chinese society early on that Zhong and Xing were so big part of the you know mm. the Chinese civilization mm. but then later on whenever a dynasty did well in those uh, they, they went on a rise and then with the fall it, it, it just you know people don't believe anymore they, the peasants they rose up and say we want to overthrow it because the mandate of heaven is not you know in this family's plan. Yeah. So it's all that long trajectory. So what that tells me nowadays. So go to get getting back to your question. Mm-hmm. So where is the starting point of like, you know, awakening, you know, more virtuous um, disposition or thoughts or behavior? Um, I think it starts from authenticity. That's really the foundation. But that's a tough word because
0: I, I mean that one because hasn't it been abused by the insincere to a point where it, that's a tough word to swallow
1: um you mean that's a tough word to s- swallow but it's more important because everything well no matter what you claim because you can say i'm more loving i'm courageous but you if you are really timid you are not courageous oh. Who who can believe you so that mm-hmm. integrity if it's not there everything else it's not there
0: yeah and I know how you intend the the word what I'm kind of questioning is I feel like we need a new word because the word authenticity has already been abused so much in modern society
1: ah I see so what would that word might be you think I, I, I but I, I feel like it, maybe that's the not because if that word is overused and it starts to lose, its meaning what 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 will be in place, but toward that thing you know you, yeah. you know what i'm looking yeah. pointing toward right Totally.
0: and that's where i'm even wondering like i, I don't want to just say that's the word but i mean fidelity i think is is one of those words that it hasn't been abused and it's really about do alignment across like everything from my heart to my words to my actions it's all connected and connected where it's clear, like you can see the clarity between all of those things. Because I know, wow, if I could do that, I would be doing much better than I feel like I, I do most of the time,
1: right? Right, right. So that might be a good candidate, like for something around fidelity, consistency, or congru- congruence, congruence, right? yeah, congruence. alignment. Yeah. Yeah. right, yeah yeah. no matter what I, I think that's the that's this kind of the starting point. Yeah. Uh, in order to cultivate our own virtue, we have to constantly mm-hmm. uh, be self-aware and even monitor yeah. what, what we think, what we say and what we do, they are all incoherence. Yeah. because without that, uh, without even like external, let's say somebody say, oh, you know somebody pointed out i think that's the thing that why i'm saying that um human beings for whatever reason they are born they they they, they 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 want to search for freedom right they want to feel free yeah but ironically they also want to follow some order yeah their true freedom comes from that natural order it's not an imposed order right but they need to see that order in their own behavior otherwise they will never feel free some some part of them tell them you know you're just like a you know fake free yeah. uh free person you are really enslaved by something
0: we can't escape ourselves and so it has to start with our honesty with ourselves with a, a genuine reflection of ourselves and our own words and behavior That's the first step that, you know, if we're out on social media railing against other political parties that we don't like and this and that and the other thing, who cares if we know inside, oh, yeah, and I'm also part of the problem. I'm also just passively going through life with a false sense of moral superiority that's not really – yeah not really deeply embodied
1: yeah yeah maybe for you know certainly this is hard to enforce through some kind of laws or even uh, public opinion nowadays because yep. it's so out there the only thing i can think of it maybe for a long while in our t- lifetime uh, just for the survival and for the well-being our own individuals, certain individuals realize this connection between well-being and survival and uh, let's call it the or virtue or that congruence and live it out uh, for a period of time, just on a very voluntary and making your own choice uh, basis. And then later on, these individual efforts will maybe converge. You know, collective consciousness start to pick up and say, "Oh, you know, let's all rally around that." Uh, if somebody nowadays try to enforce it and say, "Let's do it," <laughs> you know, make it make it a political campaign about it or launch a movement toward this, again, it will create fake, fakeness, I think, yeah. and a resistance yeah. in our culture.
0: Yeah, it's 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 always inspiring to talk about the stuff and and when we wrap up with it all, I always feel a lot more inspired to try to attempt walking that timeless way myself and and I think that's that's the importance of when we talk about the word religion, it's it's through community reconnecting with these important spiritual values that it, it, it's not about the next life. It's living this life in a way that's sustainable.
1: Yeah. 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 There are like small pockets of movements. You know, I see that, you know, people are talking about, let's say if nowadays, there are a lot of books on, you know, like, you know, atomic, Habits, right? Something uh, you know around building habits or stoics, stoic virtues. Yes. So those are, I think, are what I see are, are the sparks mm-hmm. that individuals or small groups are trying to make our life. Uh, we don't have to, you know, appeal to authority or even uh, punishing God to tell us what to do. We just like follow, just like the old that picture, that idiogram, mm-hmm. duh, mm-hmm. you have an eye, you have a heart, you face your roads every day, mm. and then you choose to follow your true path, because that true path is indeed there. You know, it's maybe it's invisible, but it's there.
0: Beautiful, David. Well, I appreciate your time. And I appreciate what you brought to, to, to today's discussion. It was really helpful for, for me. And I look forward to trying to put as much as what we talked about in, into practice after we're, we're done here today. So thank you for that. And, and thank you for any of those who are, are listening. And feel free to reach out to us at walkingthetimelessway.com.